Welcome to Let's Talk, hosted by David B. Plemons, CPA, Inc. Here, we will focus on the struggle, the juggle, and everyday hustle of small business. We will be here weekly talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles. We welcome your questions and comments, so feel free to email us at admin at We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Well, welcome to the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business. I am Thalia Williams, the marketing concierge for David B. Plemons CPA. Today on our show, we have a phenomenal guest, a good friend of mine who's been in business for a little bit, but I'm going to let her tell you about it, Veronica Morales of The Social Being. Welcome, Veronica. Thank you, Thalia, for having me, and thank you to David and the firm. Yes, I'm so glad to finally catch up with you. You know, um, during this crazy pandemic, I know business has been going either uphill, downhill, or sideways. But let's talk a little bit about what's been going on with you. So we know the name of your business is The Social Being. How long have you been in business? So uh, The Social Being turned nine on March 15th. Congratulations. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So uh, nine years. So now what type of product and service is the social being? I mean, the name itself sounds like you're socially engaged, but then the social being and looking at your logo and icon, tell us a little bit about, you know, what type of service you offer and how did the being come into existence? Yes. Initially, I started the company with social media. And so hence why the company is called the social being um, as the years have gone through, we've expanded our services. Um, we specialize in WordPress websites now, along with uh, SEO, search engine optimization. We do search engine marketing, which are the Google ads. Uh, we also do Facebook and Instagram ads, um, along with that social, with the social media service. Lately, we've been, um, oh, we, we have the additional service that complement, such as the graphic design reputation management, the latest and greatest thing that we've been doing, and this is what's been like a hot seller, is mobile ID device tagging. That's a very interesting story because right now, you know, since everyone with this COVID-19 is on their devices, we are able to remarket or target, to target them and remarket to them. But the, the very cool thing about that service is that even though right now people are not traveling or going to the typical places that they they usually do, um, we're still still able to market to them based on historical data from their their device. So we can go back about a year and a half to see what their what their habits were, and then market and remarket to them. Wow, that's fascinating in the sense that. Where you've been can tell people how to reach you even now, even though you're not going there anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that one, that service is the service that uh, we've really been busy with along with web development and SEO, because what we've realized is that a lot of small business owners that had websites, um, but didn't have the search engine optimization along with it now are realizing, hey, we need that service because people can't find you on Google if you don't have those keyword phrases. And we're going to discuss that in our next podcast in more detail. But tell me, yes. some what have been some of the challenges you've had in running your business? 
Well, you know, um, for us, we have been busy. Uh, I, I wouldn't, we, at the first month that the COVID hit, we were a little more, we were, we were pretty slammed uh, because I think that's when everybody was like looking at their things and saying, hey, we need email marketing. Hey, we need YouTube channels. We had one client um, that we had to create close to 90 new email, I'm, I'm sorry, YouTube channels uh, just because they didn't have them before and they have 90 different properties. And, you know, it was interesting um, how we, you know, in the first four weeks and the last couple of weeks now we've slowed down, but we're at a great, we're at a good pace, which is good for the team. But um, we, so, so this is the other thing. When I initially started the company, I did set us up to work remotely. So we are completely 110% cloud-based uh, we have our office where we can meet clients and we have, you know, paperwork as usual, but I mean, can we all work from home? Yes. Most of my team, um, we have, you know, Mac laptops, um, Apple phones and everything that we do, we're connected through Google as well. Cause we use G suite. So we've already been working the way that everyone is working now. So that, that had, that wasn't a struggle for us. I mean, we, we've just been productive now we're, we, but we're considered an essential business. So technically we could have continued to work from the office, but I, I've, of course I said, no, let's go ahead and close the office because, you know, some of our team members have children or just other situations and circumstances that it was best for them to be working from home. But uh, about two weeks ago, May 1st, we came back and you know, we're, we're back in the office. So it's, it's kind of business as usual for us. Um, haven't seen too much of a, of a change in that sense. Well, that's good to hear. I'm sure this has been an evolution for the social being since you've been in existence for nine years. But what were some of the challenges you had initially? Was it being accepted, being received? Um, you know, how did you actually start making a impression in the marketplace? That's a good question, Thalia. Uh, you know, I, I have different responses for it, <laughs> but um, I will tell you two things, I guess, that I, I want to discuss. And the first thing is, at first, getting the business and going out and marketing myself wasn't as difficult as I thought it was going to be. But because prior to being with the source, starting the social being, I was already involved in the San Antonio market, Chambers, networking events, um, of things that I've done in the past, you know, I've been in this industry for about 22 years. So along with the hospitality industry. And so I had a lot of connections. So, I mean, that was a leg up. I'm, I'm originally born and raised in Antonio. You know, I have a lot of connections. So, so that was, I just needed to hustle, you know, and be, and so that, in that sense, so that's, that's that part. But the other, um, challenge that I've had in this business is being um, a female, being a minority in the industry. My, I mean, the majority of the of the the leaders, I would say, in this industry, especially you know, not just in San Antonio but all over, are male. And so it's it's even true to this day when we walk into conferences, we go to conferences all over the U.S. Um, and when we walk in, we're still the mi- minority. In the sense of women, and so 
you know, it's a struggle. It really is. Uh, but it, it's, it's a good struggle and we enjoy it. The majority of my team are women. So we, we, we talk about that a lot in the office. So with those challenges, why do you persist? What drives you to keep going? Because I think that we give our clients a different perspective. I mean, the, the knowledge and the skill set is there. There's no doubt uh, with our team uh, um, versus other agencies in the area. But it's just how we, I think it's the approach that we use maybe with our clients. Um, we, we tend to care, you know, we tend to care about them more than, than I guess maybe most agencies do. Because when you walk in our door, you don't just become a client, become a friend. And the thing about us is that if you succeed in your business, we succeed. And we just, we hold that to heart. And um, so you're, you're not just a client with us. It's, it's more than that. We care about your business. And I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a different approach for, because of females, you know, we're, we're loving and giving and motherly like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Could very well be. Yes. That gives you that leg up. That makes you that USP unique selling proposition, a unique point that you have. That's good to hear because a lot of times you'll find agencies who work with small businesses aren't as approachable or amenable to being that support system to them. You know, it's like, oh, this is a service we provide. This is the bill. Pay the bill. We continue to service. Mm-hmm. You know, and that makes yeah. a difference too. Yes, it does. We And the reason I mentioned this is not because I'm, I'm thinking it. No, we actually had this year a client um, approach us because we were majority women and because we were women owned. Um, you know, they, they specifically said, we, we wanted you to work with us. We were looking for an agency like yourself. So, so I really didn't, I mean, I've always known that, you know, being a female in tech has, is its own, you know, um, it's, it's it's just like rare you know it's not very often but uh I, I just I never thought I never saw it from other people's perspective or, or you know perspective clients and and it is it is a thing you know um I think that's really the only thing that people have come to us and say oh they, the other thing is they love the logo people love our logo you know we have a little alien and and they always want to know about the story of the alien you know why why the alien um, but those are the two things, of course, and then our knowledge, obviously, yes. but that people come to us for. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So how critical is support to you and what do you consider support? Well, I think that being a small business owner in San Antonio, especially now with COVID, all the resources that that we have to our disposal I, you know, the more and more that when I speak to small business owners, they want to know my story as well. And so they ask me, you know, how have you been in business nine years? It's very difficult. And and all these questions that, you know, you can imagine. And I tell them, I said, you know, we, there was a point in the history that I almost closed our doors. And if it wasn't for certain things and, and people, I guess, in my life that, that said, no, you need to, you know, you've done, you've gone this far. You need to continue. You can't stop now. Um, and, and so part of those resources have been obviously the city of San Antonio, small business um, development department. They have different programs, but the one that I got involved in was a small 
business. I'm sorry, the, the protege mentoring program. And, uh, that was about a year. I mean, I'm sorry, about two years, two and a half years. And they, it, it was a great thing. We, you know, you, you, you go to class for about six months and you're, you're learning a lot of things like a little bit of HR, a little bit of accounting, a little bit of marketing, you know, the overall spectrum of how to run a business. And then after that, you're matched and paired with a, a mentor. Um, and they help you. They help you meet once a month. You ask questions. You, you know, you bounce ideas off each other. And it was a great program. And then within that program, one of the things that we were required to do was to go meet with certain um, like legal entities and uh, business like organizations such as Lift Fund that that provide uh, capital or anything of that nature in the financial realm. Well, I went and met with Lift Fund. I established a relationship with them, took out a small business loan, and they taught me how to to really manage the monies. Um, they and themselves approached us and also offered us. Uh, we were the 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 first. They had. I don't know if they're still doing it. That's the thing. I, they had like a, a mentoring program as well, but we actually were housed with them at their corporate office. And so we were the inaugural company that went in and kind of, you know, just testing out the program. And they asked me to be very flexible because they had never done it before. And so we were, I was, but, but the number one thing about that is that you had to be 110% transparent. I mean, I needed to be transparent with what was going on in my professional life and in my personal life, because that as a small business owner affects how your business succeeds, you know? And so uh, that was, it was a very good program as well, because not only did we, you know, now, like I was telling you, I can run my reports and I know profit and loss. I know where we're at. I know where we're at cash flow. I know, you know, and that was a lot of it had to do with that program with LiveFund. So about, I'd say, let's say maybe three, four years that I put into all these programs, all those resources and that's why I feel that, you know, the company's succeeding. We're growing. We we go, we're definitely growing at 20% rate every year, maybe more. Um, but we're definitely growing. And I guess maybe I don't, I don't want to grow too fast to, you know, um, yeah. so I keep that. I do it. We, we're very, um, something that we started doing this year is now we really do. I, I laugh because I, I tell the staff, we're going to play a dating game with prospective clients. And they're like, what do you mean? You know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, when you go and you meet like a, you know, those have the, the one-on-one datings and you have like 10 minutes to see if you're compatible. Oh, the we're speed dating, do, speed dating. Is that what they're that, that, There you go. Sweet. Day. I said, we're going to do the same thing when we come, it comes to clients and they're just like, what? Do, so we, we interview our clients as well, you know, because mo- mainly when you call someone and they want to interview you, see what you can provide. But we also want to interview our clients. We want to make sure that it's a good match. Mm. And that's why I use the dating, you know, example, because it has to be a good match. If it's not a good match, neither, neither company is going to be satisfied. And we don't want that. So, so we, we meet our clients, they meet the team and we just need to make sure we're going to jive, you know, and if we do great, then this is going to be a good business relationship. And so we've been doing that lately and it also helps the growth, you know, of the company, you take on too much and then you're, you're, uh, 
you know, your, your team can't, you know, there, there's a level of what the projects that we work on. And once you overextend yourself, you're not doing a good job, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And that's good wisdom. That's good management wisdom as well to recognize the capacity yes. of your team, as well as knowing, okay, is this going to be a good fit? Because I don't need you to be a headache to me when we just start now. It's like that dating thing, yeah. like that dance, you know, yeah. mm, do you two step or do you four step? I don't know. So we're not going to step <laughs> at all. Okay. Exactly. And, and and it's really true. And I, that's why I use that dating scenario because the, everyone understands and we, we kind of tell the clients too, you know, we like, well, Hey, just like you're interviewing us, we're interviewing you because I will tell you if website design, and I'm just going to use that as an example, that is a, that is a partnership right there. We can make you look great on the web, you know, with images and your text and everything else, you know, we're going to make it and we're going to make sure that Google indexes you and that that search engine optimization is on point and everything that we can do on our end, but we need your help. We need to make sure that those images are professionally taken at your location. You know, if, if possible, we, we don't want to use stock photos. We want to use your real team. The other thing is, you know, we do have a copywriter on our team, but at the same token, she needs to work with the client and say, okay, what is it that you really do? Like, what are your services and who are you and who are your team members and those kind of things. And so we can't just guess and write copy on that. We need, you know, the, the client to, to actually sit down, take time, bullet point things for us and tell us who they are. So like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a partnership when building a, a very good website. Totally understand. We've been on the receiving end of their, of your services, and we absolutely love what we've gotten. Promise you. So tell us about a failure you've learned from in your business in these nine years. I'm sure you've had more than one, but just pick one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I would tell you this. I was not, I was born to be an advertising marketing guru, you know, whether that was back in the day traditional and now it's digital. That's what I got my degree in. That's what I've been doing. What I wasn't born to do <laughs> was human resources and accounting. <laughs> so, um, and I'll just briefly tell you that the human aspect of things is just, I mean, look at the generations, how they've changed and everything else. I, I feel fortunate because I'm Gen X and I can relate to baby boomers as well as, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, mm-hmm. but um, so that, but, you know, I think with me, I just get, uh, I, I look for skill set, but I also look for personality because I think that you can teach anybody something if they're willing to learn and if they're driven, but it's that personality that you just can't change and you just can't do anything about, you know, that, so that it's been a struggle, the HR part, but my biggest concern is has been the accounting because even though like I said before I was on the, in that program with Live Fund and I learned and I understand what a profit and loss statement is what a cash flow statement is doing that though on a daily weekly monthly basis has been difficult now I will say that we have outsourced it uh, to, you know and things of that nature but um, it's it's just something that I always have to be on and I, it's always in the back of my mind. And I, I, that's the word, it's a worry, you know, 
is there enough money? Do we have payroll? You know, I mean, yes, we have lines of capital and all of that, but you know, you don't, you don't want to run a business on, on credit, you know, and we have monies. I'm not saying we don't, it's just, that's just the struggle because the way I look at it is I'm not only responsible for myself and all the expenses that this business incurs, uh, I'm responsible for my team and, and their payroll checks and their families. And so I don't know, maybe I just take it too much to heart, but for me, that weighs a lot on me. And I just need to make sure that, you know, it's being done right. And that, uh, you know, it's, I'm comfortable with it. Right. That's why we need your services. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But see, that is part of that hustle, juggle and struggle of a small business owner, because those business owners who care about their staff are always concerned, okay, am I going to have enough money to pay the bills? Am I going to have enough money to make sure these families are supported? And there comes the hustle because now we got to get more business, but then there's the juggle. How much business can we handle at one time? Then the struggle, mm, did we get enough? Are we able to handle the capacity of the work that we're getting? So yes, that is truly that hustle, juggle, and struggle. So tell us about a success you've learned from. A success. So, you know, one of the things that we we have done or that I, I guess I decided to do in the last couple of years is um, we get, um, you know, yes, we get traffic, uh, what I mean, you know, digital traffic from like, you know, our, our website and our social media and even my networking um, efforts. But there was a part that was missing and I just couldn't figure it out. And then finally, a few years ago, I did. And what that was is partnering with other businesses that complement us. So, and I'll give you an example. So um, we now are partnered with an IT firm called Digital Fire. They're veteran owned and they've been around for about three or four years now. Um, David Myers is the CEO of that company and we met because we're actually on a project together with one of our larger clients. They're their IT, you know, uh, company and we're their marketing company. And we've learned to work really well with them. Or they used to manage some WordPress websites and they came to us and said, hey, we're having trouble with this. Do you know what it is? And well, obviously we knew what the problem was. So then little by little, it started to developed to where they were like, hey, do you want to take on this project? Or, or hey, we had a client... Um, come to us and say, if we would build their website. We definitely don't want to. We're passing it on to you, the referral. And so those partnerships, and, and they're not the only ones. I've established a few others, but those partnerships have definitely grown, help us grow and bring in an additional stream of revenue, if per se, uh, because it's just the compliment and vice versa. So now when someone comes to us and, you know, because a lot of people think tech, IT, it's all the same. It really isn't, you know, it's like a doctor, you know, a dentist isn't a podiatrist, you know? So mm -hmm. it's one of those things. And so now when we get those leads and people want, you know, do you know who can help us with it services? We refer them to, you know, refer them out. And so those partnerships have really helped me develop and just grow as well. That's great. And partnerships are critical because that's part of that networking that's a part of not staying in your silo, but reaching out to help someone else as well as you get help. Because let's face it, you're not an island and you can only do so much 
by yourself. Like you say, you're not an expert in one thing, but somebody else is, and you guys partner or they become, you know, a uh, individual that you can reach out to for support. It does make a huge difference in the growth of your business and the capacity in which you're able to handle more business even. So what does success look like to you? How do you define it? I mean, nine years in the business is amazing. And after this COVID-19, anything beyond this is going to be amazing as well. Yes, I know. I I, uh, I feel every day I, I wake up and I feel very blessed. <laughs> and I laugh because I also remind my parents, and this is just a fun tidbit. Back in um, 2000, when I actually walked the stage at UTSA, um, I got my degree in communications with a concentration in public relations. And, you know, my family was proud. I mean, you know, we're, my mom's a college graduate. I mean, I come from a, a line of college graduates and everybody was proud of me, but, um, you know, they were filming. I, I, it was, you know, back in the day when we had the camcorders and the, yes. uh, they were filming while I was backstage, you know, getting ready. And one of the questions after I watched it, one of the questions that, that my friends, because they were filming it, asked my parents, uh, how do you feel? You know, Veronica is graduating. And they said, um, they said, yeah, we're very proud of her, very proud. And my, But my dad said, but, you know, I really don't know what she's going to do with her degree. I mean, what is communications, you know? <laughs> they, I had built my first website in 1994, you know, but my parents didn't understand that. I mean, uh, and so anyhow, um, you know, now being successful, having that communications degree and everything else, like people were just not, I'm not saying they were doubting me, but you know, when I graduated with that degree, they're like, what is she going to do? Little did they know, right. Later on, that would be our world, you know, and then, as I continued my career path along these years, it's just been like, why did you make that move? You know, people always questioned the moves I made in my career path. And believe it or not, I knew what I was doing. You know, I was getting a little bit of, of experience in sales. I was getting a little bit of experience in advertising and just everything that I was doing to eventually do this, to own my own, you know, business and, and see where that goes and see, you know, if it was able like the American dream, so to speak, you know, <laughs> that to me is success because I've actually, you know, I've, I've used my degree um, and everything I learned, I continue to do professional development and take courses, whether it's at UTSA or just any local, you, you know, college. Um, and, and just knowing that I'm making a difference with small businesses, you know, uh, that's the main, that's the drive, I guess. Uh, it makes me I, I tell I, I will tell you this. I tell my team this. I remind them, especially at our at our team retreats. I say, when the day you wake up and you don't want to go to work and you're just dreading it and your stomach's hurting and you just for whatever reason don't want to do that anymore, you need to change your your career. You need to change where you work. You need to change your position, whatever it is, because at that point you're not happy, and nobody needs to be waking up like that. You need to wake up. And you need to go to a job that you feel is not a job. You know, yesterday, just yesterday, our web developer, Megan, she was working and then she comes to me and she goes, wow, can you believe I just tracked six hours on a project? And I said, really? And she goes, yeah, doesn't even feel like it. And I said, you know what? Because that, that right there is because you're not doing a job. 
you're doing something that you love and it's a career and you're, and you, it didn't even phase you because you, you love to do it that much. And that's when you know you're successful. That's what I think. Wow. That's true because Megan is amazing. Tell her that <laughs> Megan is amazing. Okay. So if you had to do it all over again, what would you do differently? If anything, what would you do? If anything, because it sounds like you wouldn't have diverged from the path that you were on or the choices that you made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if I would do anything differently. I mean, I always think about that and I'm like, wow, what if I had done this or that, you know, and, and obviously which changed where I'm at now. I think more on a, on a personal level, um, I probably should have devoted a little more time to my personal relationships, I think. And I only say that because, you know, uh, sometimes you can get, you you know, you ever heard the term, you're married to your work? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's me. <laughs> um, and I'm not, I don't regret it. Don't get me wrong. I, I think, you know, like I said, every day I wake up and I think of everything I've done and I'm, I'm happy. I truly am, especially with COVID. You know, what I've noticed on social media, it has truly brought out true colors of people, people that I thought were stable and strong. I don't know. I just, I've seen a different side to them because of COVID and, and, you know, it just made me think like, wow, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know how to explain it other than think, you know, I just was looking at myself and, and I said, you know, I thought even if, even if the business were to die and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm at a point where I need to go work for someone or whatever. I said, things happen for a reason. And, you know, I'm just going to continue to keep learning to be who I am and to continue to help people in this industry, you know, like for small businesses, especially and I, I don't know, maybe I just have a positive outlook uh, that I, I just, you know, I don't know. I just, I try to be positive in everything. So, so really, I don't know if I would go back and do anything different. I, I really don't, you know. Um, I love that I started the, the small business and, and being your own boss is great, but it's also like I was telling you, you know, you have the weight of not just running the business, but your team. And, uh, but I enjoy it and I don't know if I would do anything different, you know? Yeah, I totally understand. So give us, um, some last little bit tidbits, any advice for our audience listening in? So I would definitely say that if you're going to run a small business, uh, you have to know the, okay. So the, the, the financials are a huge aspect. If you cannot pull those profit and loss, cash flow statements, open invoices, whatever it is, and know where you're at every day, there's a problem. That in itself, I will tell you. And that's where they need to seek out your services because you can't run a business and not have any money. You need money to make money. And so money, I mean, they say it's a root of all evil and not necessarily. It makes things happen, you know? And so... um that's, that's the first thing. The second thing I would say is get involved. You know, if you're not networking and using your local chambers and things of that nature, get involved. People need to know not just your business, but they need to know who you are. You know, business relationships are based on trust. And if you don't have that with someone, 
uh, it's difficult. It's difficult to succeed. And then utilize all the resources that the, the county provides, the city provides, the states, um, even local resources like Lift Fund, uh, Maestro Center, the, um, the downtown, um, and, and I know you familiar, I can't even think of the name right now, you know, Ryan over at um, Launch SA. Yes, there you go. Sorry. Th- those resources, I mean, you need to utilize them because you need to run your, you need to learn how to run your business. Um, and then, and delegate, you know, delegate whether you need to outsource something such as accounting or human resources or, and delegate your internal team. And, and then once you have a good grasp on that, you, you should do well. Wow. Well, Veronica, how can we get a hold of you? How can we get a hold of the social being? Yes. So the social being, we are open Monday through Friday, nine to five. Our phone number is 210-901-8221. And our website is thesocialbeing.com. And you're always welcome to visit us online. We have intake forms. So if you're interested in one of our services, just fill out one of our forms and one of our team members will get back to you. But we're always um, willing to, you know, we do free, free consultations for 30 minutes. So we're always willing to meet with you and see if it's a good match. <laughs> well, we want to thank you for being on our show today. Once again, this has been Veronica Morales of The Social Being. Thank you so much, Veronica. Thank you, Thalia. Thank you to David and the team as well. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.